So I went to the hospital. And they did all the testing. The, the neurologist came into my room a few hours later and said, the good news is you're not having a stroke. The bad news is your body is attacking itself. And the second he said, your body is attacking itself, oh, I've been hating myself all year long. Hello, you cannot hate yourself that intensely for that amount of time and not have it show up in some way, shape, or form. It's not possible. For me, it showed up as an autoimmune condition that makes my muscles fail. It's, it's a scary, strange disease to have. Um, it affects my fingers. It affects my ability to swallow or not. It affects my ability to keep my airway open. If I don't take my medicine, my body fails, my muscles fail. So there I was in the hospital, hating myself even worse, because look what you've done now. Look what you've done now. Why the hell do you even bother? That day, I became suicidal. I'd never been suicidal in my life. In fact, I had always had a little bit of judgment toward people who, who did, who felt, who thought that, that it would be okay to do that. Because my mother, I knew she loved me, but she tried to commit suicide multiple times during my childhood. And she was serious. Um, and I always wondered, do you really, am I that not important to you? Am I that unimportant to you that you would be willing to do that? And I, I, Never, I didn't really, I held it against her for my whole life that she, I loved her. She was my best friend for the last 10 years of her life. But there was always that little, you would have left me if you could have. And so now, here I am, November 2016, deliberately going to look in the mirror so I could say to myself, I hate you, I wish you would just die. Why don't you just do it and get it over with? I would deliberately go look in the mirror and say that to myself. It was painful, it was hard. It was, there was one thing that stopped me. There was only one thing, and really, that's all it takes. <laughs> one thing that's, you know, my children are 1,500 miles away. I, I never see them. They would get over it, was my rationalization. They'll get over it. They'll be fine. I never see them anyway. But I happen to have a husband who I adore. And I know he adores me. And if I was to, that is what stopped me. If I was to do something like that and leave that kind of a... and leave a, my own dead body in our house for him to find? That was unacceptable for me. I would never do that to him. So that's what stopped me during that time. It started on November 3rd. For the next 40 days, that's where I lived. I didn't mention it to anybody because I was actually serious about doing it. I'm not going to talk to anybody about it. They might talk me out of it. No. I'm serious about this. 
And that's how I lived those 40 days until December 12th. December 12th, I woke up at 1.23 in the morning. I woke up at 1.23 and I was just angry. I, w- I woke up just angry. And I wasn't able to get back to sleep. I laid there until 3, trying to get back to sleep. 3 o'clock in the morning, I finally got up. And I went and looked in the mirror. If I was ever going to do it, that was going to be the time. That would have been the time. That was my exit point. I stood in front of the mirror, and I looked at myself, and I decided, I'm going to stay. And that was actually a hard decision to make. It would have been way easier to just go. Um, But, you know, I decided I'm going to stay. But I'm not going to do it this way anymore. I'm done with the self-hatred. Because, really, what is the point of (laughs) self-hatred? I mean, seriously, if you hate yourself, what's the point of that? There is a point. Anybody want to guess what it is? To keep you right where you are. That's the point of self-hatred. You can't go anywhere in life if you're hating yourself. If you're hating who you are, you can't, you'll never go anywhere. And that's the whole point. So I stood in front of that mirror and I decided I'm going to stay. And I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to let go of all of that stuff. This was where I recognized what had been missing during those 13 years. Because during the 13 years that I was trying to make a go of it, I was like, oh my God, I've done this before. I know it works, I've done this before. Why isn't it working now? What am I doing wrong? What's, there's a piece of the formula, a piece of the recipe is missing because what's turning out is not what I want. So there I was in front of the mirror making a firm, solid decision to be done with being a victim because that's really all I was doing. I was being a total victim of everything except him. (laughs) He would never make me his victim. So yeah, I took care of all that domestic violence stuff in my life. The relationship issues were all taken care of, but there was a lot more that needed to be addressed. So standing in front of the mirror, I recognized what I had been missing. When, when I made the decision to change my life back in 1999, I did it with determination, and I deliberately, I deliberately was fierce about making changing my life important. So important to me that I wouldn't let my personal belief system keep me there anymore. Because it wasn't anything that he was doing. I wasn't staying with him because of him. The abuser I'm talking about now. I was not staying with him because of him. I was staying with him because of who I was being at that time. Because I had programming 
call it paradigm, call it subconscious programming, call it your inner victim, call it your uh, inner critic, or, you know, there's many, many names for it. But I was staying in that relationship, in that domestic violence life. Because, you know, I could have left him and just gone on to the next guy who would have been abusive. And if he hadn't been abusive, I would have dumped him and found somebody who, who was in, in line with what I believed was the way I was supposed to live. So back then, I decided to be fierce about changing myself in the midst of that circumstance. Thank you.